From Crema, this is Option 5, a podcast about product and innovation teams and how they take the leap to say yes and figure it out. I'm George Brooks. And I'm Dan Linhart. So today we're going to have a conversation with Matthew Cole. Mm, Matt Cole here at our office. He is our VP of engineering and Matt speaks heavily into recruiting, culture, coaching, and just all in all building our team up. And so we are going to take some time with him today to discuss what does it look like to invest in a product team by investing in the people of a product team. So here we go. Another man who has a really nice beard. Ah, the beard's around here. Speaking of well, no. No, nothing about that, but no. your voices sound really... Oh, they sound just delicious. Smooth. Yeah. Smooth as butter. <laughs> if only I could sound this good when I just speak normally. Yeah. I feel like I have a terrible... Some sort of filter for your yeah. ears to hear yourself. Mm. I think you have a nice voice. Thanks. Appreciate that. You're welcome. We're going to find out if we like Matt's voice. We are. <laughs> so who do we have here with us, George? Here today with us is the Matt Cole. Mm, the, that's right. Mm. Right. Because there's only one. Um, <laughs> I don't know. Have you ever looked up to see if your name is So common? many, so really? many Matt Coles. In fact, in my high school, there was another Matt Cole two grades ahead. I hate that guy. No way. He's the worst. No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> Matt Cole out there. Okay. Okay. Uh, so Matt Cole comes to us from approximately, what do you think that is? 15 feet away? About a Ooh, dozen? Eight? Yeah, eight. Ten, maybe. Hold on, I let me, I, let me I, lay down there. You know what's funny is I'm like, I'm six foot, so that, like, that's six plus feet your... plus maybe me, I don't know, yeah, maybe, maybe ten feet. Anyways, yeah. close by. Uh, Matt is our VP of engineering. He is. I got that right. I, I forgot what your title was the other day. It's okay. Not something I should do. Um, <laughs> well, when it was technical director, mm-hmm. um, Nate often... Here's our CTO. Here's our yeah, yeah. Oh, whatever. Here's our, what do you want to be Here's our VP of tech. <laughs> Here's uh, this guy who knows some things. <laughs> you do. You do know some things. So mm-hmm. Matt is the kind of third, not kind of. He is the third leg of the leadership team here at uh, Crema. The leadership stool. The leadership stool. Can we change our name, our title of our group to the leadership stool? It just doesn't sound good. Mm-hmm. It sound doesn't good. roll off yeah. the tongue. MGDAs. MGD, MGD. Miller Genuine Draft, also known as Matt, <laughs> George, and Dan. I, I never knew that's what it stood for. <laughs> what did you think it stood for? I honestly, I thought it was just like some like management group <laughs> department. Well, the management group department. <laughs> okay, I'll give that to you. <laughs> um, I had no and idea. it starts with M, obviously. <laughs> <laughs> that means nothing. Um, yeah, so I, I think we wanted to just kind of bring you in today. Uh, we're going to bring you in today and chat about... Um, I don't know what we're chatting about. <laughs> it's 1130. What would you say you do here, Matt? <laughs> what would I say I do here? So many things. Um, I, I think, you know, when I'm whenever I am talking to people outside of Crema, what I usually tell them is um, I work really closely with our development team, um, keeping our team on the same page. Uh, It's really development-led as far as what we want to focus on and what we learn about, but uh, kind of rounding those things up into something that the whole team is aware of and uh, knows about Mm -hmm. and can execute on, um, I think is a really important part of that. 
Um, and then in addition to that, I, I um, do a lot of other things with operations. Hiring yes. cultures is yep. uh, something I really I focus on a lot people. here. <laughs> I'm good at dealing with people. That's <laughs> <laughs> yeah, awesome. Uh, yeah, that's, I mean, that's pretty high level, but. So one of the things you also are highly involved in is our apprenticeship program. Yeah. Why don't we, let's highlight that today. I mean, that's a very real thing right mm -hmm. now. Um, what is that? With, yeah. What is it? Why did we start it? Um, yeah. we've recently written about it and it was in startling news, but why don't you tell our listeners a little bit about our apprenticeship program and what that is here at Crema? Yeah. Um, so about a year ago, uh, we were trying to accept some, uh, applications for a developer position, um, had really great people apply. Um, there was a particular candidate that I spoke to on the phone. Um, and everything we talked about was, um, lined up exactly with, with Crema culture. Um, it, it was a, uh, a person that was trying to shift careers a little bit, getting into development, doing a lot of learning on her own, um, kind of having mentors, reading a lot, but she was hungry. She was excited. She just wanted to get into it. Uh, and so for Crema being a, a client led business, mm -hmm. um, a lot of times developers come in and, and there is a bit of a need to have uh, some experience to be able to ramp up really quickly. Mm -hmm. uh, and so <clears throat> this particular candidate, it wasn't quite there, um, but I, we could tell that they had all the things that they needed to get them there. Mm -hmm. And so uh, Dan and I, we, we collaborated like, okay, how, how can we creatively get this person in the door? Um, mm -hmm. Because there's a lot of potential here. Uh, and so we created this apprentice program uh, specifically around this person. So um, basically, it's a six-month program that uh, they can come in here and get some real-world experience alongside our team. Uh, we spend the first couple months working on a passion or personal project that they have using our technology stack that we prefer here, um, working alongside our team, able to ask questions, get help, support, all of those things, all while working on something that's exciting to them. Um, we put a little bit of process around it, so we put two-week sprints in, we write user stories, we... Um, don't go, don't go quite as far as, you know, estimating and on all of those things, but, uh, we get pretty close. And so they, they start to progress and they start to learn and they start to get feedback from the team. They are involved with code reviews and, uh, our dev chats that we do every other week. So, uh, we try to give them topics to research and contribute to those conversations, continue to learn that way. Um, and then by, you know, a, second third of the way in we're we're trying to get them on either a client project or an internal project so they can actually work you know on a team of people um even more ingrained in the process um more learning more of that just kind of mm -hmm. continuous improvement mm -hmm. and and by the end of it they're uh, ideally working on a on a client project and if it all works out they are a prepared developer that can work here full time on on a client project yeah and the hope is that even if they're not here, we've we've created talent, right? That's so right. So yep. there's a huge talent gap in Kansas City, and I think everywhere, yeah. right? Um, mm -hmm. Especially in engineering or development, and um, and so we're we're wanting to say, hey, we want to not only be a consumer of trying to get more talent, mm -hmm. but also be a creator. That's mm -hmm. right. I think that's that's something. I'm, oh man, I'm so excited that we're doing that. It's really cool. So taking a trip down kind of nostalgia lane, history mm. lane, we. George, I want to say that the first conversation around just something close to like an apprenticeship program, I think we had back in like 2012, 2013. Oh, really? Wow. I don't remember we were, this. What was the conference in Toronto we went to? 
Oh, it, we thought it was going to be something else. Um, it was design thinking. It was a design thinking, but... Uh, no, is that right? Yeah, it was yeah. a design thinking conference, and we yeah. thought that was going to be like what we think of as design thinking around like entrepreneurship yeah. and right. ways to build businesses. And it there wasn't. was like some someone presented on a really cool design uh, program that they had for like really young kids. I don't know. There was like... 10 or 11 year old and I think that sparked Hmm. a conversation around what would that look like to have that at crema and like a lot of things we talk about it's like I don't think we're set or it's like it's like we would love to do that but let's put that in a someday bucket yeah yeah Yeah. and so drawer someplace (laughs) of like ideas and then somehow just by getting more and more of the right people on the team we get a little bit bigger it's like we could probably revisit that Uh and so it kind of gets me excited for what's in our someday drawer now and then like two two years down the road it's like we could probably get to that now. The podcast is that we pulled that out of the drawer recently. <laughs> that is yeah, a very good point. Yeah. But yeah, yeah, I mean, a year ago when we decided to do this, um, our team, I think structure wise was ready for it. We mm-hmm. had uh, our hiring process and the types of people that we get in here. They're, they're people that love mentoring. They love teaching. They love um, just talking about what they've learned. And so it just seemed to be a really easy, natural fit. To mm-hmm. we, It was no shortage of mentors around to help that that particular candidate out and we've honed in that process a little bit now but yeah it's just like we've got the team for it let's do right. it right well mandy uh, mandy her name is mandy yeah. <laughs> um she ended up coming on full-time yep. uh, after her apprenticeship wrapped up she's awesome she's yeah. immediately been contributing both to client work and some internal projects it's just been so cool yep. and then we had our or have our second we're just going through right now yep how she's her apprenticeship is wrapped yeah, June? so Kylie will yeah. end uh, end of March actually. March, so wow, that's getting, like tomorrow. Yeah, and so as of <laughs> as of Monday, she was um, uh, she's now on a client project cool. uh, where she's working with two other developers uh, really closely and using the same tech stack that she was using on all the learning already. Oh, so great. she's she's going to be ramped up really quick. I'm really excited about that. And then um, we just opened that. This is crazy. <laughs> yeah. So the first two were more opportunistic. We we found some people that had applied for the full time position, and mm-hmm. then they, we thought, oh mm-hmm. no, this is going to be a better apprentice. Mm-hmm. Uh, then this time we decided to kind of go push it. Like, let's open it up to the world, right? Yeah. And see um, if people want to do this, <laughs> right? They do. And they do. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Uh, we had fifty. Uh, just over 50 yeah. um and, and then we it was this was a really hard thing we had so many great candidates yeah. apply uh we narrowed it down to you know like 20 people that we spoke to on the phone and then from there narrowed it down to you know, three people to interview and uh, it was just so challenging to find just those three people because mm. there were so many great candidates that could fit the culture they were hungry they were mm-hmm. learning on their own it just you know and, and two one thing we don't have yet, we've kind of added a few overhead roles at Crema, marketing yeah. and sales and that kind of stuff. We don't have a hiring management group. <laughs> so that means that usually one of us or one of our other uh, mm-hmm. um, client services team is doing these interviews. And you think about what, these were 30 minute calls probably. Yeah. So 20, 30 minute calls. Yeah. Nine hours. Of interviewers. Yeah. And right. this, I was able to split it up this time again with some of our growth. We've got yeah, the lead architect helped. role now. So those two guys helped me out a ton. Um, otherwise, you just underestimate been, how much time yeah, that's going to take. It, yeah, it really but does. Such an exciting thing to see, um, and that'll the next one will kick off. What's the start date for that? Uh, well, I guess probably in March, right? So March fourth is the ideal March 4th. date. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> so there'll be some yeah. crossover, mm-hmm. which we haven't done before. I'm really excited about this. So, um, so Kylie will be wrapping up her apprenticeship, and this one will be starting. Yeah, uh, with a month of of overlap, so they'll be able to 
commiserate a little bit and communicate together mm-hmm. and yeah, uh, Kylie can kind of share her experiences and I think it'll be great. And I love this model cause I, I'm kind of, I love thinking about the way things used to be done. Mm-hmm. Right. And then we were just talking about that with Tyler, um, mm-hmm. the way things used to be done and kind of how we beg and borrow and steal from that and kind of don't let go of that heritage of mm-hmm. why that worked so well. And kind of the master apprentice relationship is such a mm-hmm. beautiful way to learn mm-hmm. um, alongside someone who's got more experience rather than, I mean, let's be honest, rather than where the universities are now, which is mm-hmm. to say, mm-hmm. learn by, um, without application, basically, mm-hmm. um, the theoretical of what this is. Mm-hmm. And then good luck, you know, good luck finding how to apply that and then mm-hmm. um, kind of, you know, being thrown into the deep end and instead kind of being brought up next to some people that know what they're doing is a really cool model. Yeah. Um, and I think that's what we're going to see more of. Mm-hmm. And it's one reason we talk so much about craft mm-hmm. teams. Um, so there's product teams and there's craft teams. Mm-hmm. Um, so yeah, I'm just so much fun. So this apprenticeship program definitely ties into the idea of when you have a product team, you have to continually invest in that product team, uh, multiply that product team, really develop them. Matt, it's no secret that you've had your fair share of one-on-ones here at Crema. Um, as true. managing as many more more than we have managing as many people Total. as you did for the last couple of years. Um, if you were to give someone one piece of advice when it comes to coaching um, or something that you've held on to that really works in your one-on-ones, what would that be? Um, I th- I think it's so important to to ask questions and to listen to the answers and not to just tell them what you think Mm -hmm. they need to be doing. Um, most of the time when you do that, you will uncover the real true nature of what that person wants to do and what they, where they see themselves in in a couple of years. And if you're projecting onto them what you think, uh, they may be more interested in, uh, I think that can kind of stifle some of that growth for them. Um, so I really just love to ask questions, um, follow up to little pieces of information that I hear and try to pull, pull more of that information out, um, by asking more questions and then really listening to their answers. Um, and and it's really important, I think, to, to continue to document that. So you're not continuously like going, like asking those same questions, you know, like you're moving forward. Uh, it was a really challenge, really challenging thing for me when, you know, however many people were, were reporting to me at the time, um, just for time's sake and, um, my just workflow sake, I could only do monthly one-on-ones and that just, it wasn't enough. Mm. Um, so it was easy to, without documenting some of those things, it was really easy to kind of forget where they were or, or mm-hmm. what they were trying to progress towards. Um, and, and I, you know, now I've got a smaller team that actually reports to me. I <clears throat> can really hone in on those things and really get to, um, where, where they want to go and try to put things in front of them that mm-hmm. will get them there. So, yeah, I think all three of us would agree that yes, building software products, hardware, even whatever kind of product you're building small cross or businesses for that matter. Yeah. yeah. Going back yeah. to businesses, those small cross-discipline teams are huge, but you can't neglect the, just the end of individual growth right. that those individual roles need in order to get better because as they get better, they make the, the team better. And Absolutely. so investing in those one-on-ones, um, as much as you can, um, is huge. Yeah. And I think just generally here at Crema, we have the, a culture of learning. And so, mm. um, it's infectious when you see someone else, uh, coming to a dev chat, for example, and presenting on this new idea that they've learned about, it, it makes you want to go learn something else new and mm-hmm. come back and be the one presenting. Uh, and so it's a really 
kind of a cool culture to see uh, rub off on on people that maybe aren't naturally as prone to do mm-hmm. that. It's kind of coming around and doing more of it. And yeah. I think once they learn that, when they, once they learn that is what the culture is and they get used to it, yep. um, you're able to so much quick, more quickly um, uncover issues. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So, I mean, even just recently, we have a project that's kind of in the stage of tension, not tension, but like kind of grind, right? And that happens on every work, mm-hmm. you know, that's mm-hmm. just work. And, um, but we, that came up quickly. It's not something that had festered for yeah. months and mm-hmm. months and months. Now it is months and months and months of buildup, but because, but we've known about the issue all the way up until now. Right. And like, it's like, it's no surprise. Mm-hmm. We're not shocked. We're not scared. We're just like, oh yeah, that makes sense. How do we, what, what do we need to do about it? Let's, yeah. let's address it now mm-hmm. rather than getting to, and I think that's where most companies go. Yeah. The culture got toxic or mm-hmm. the, the team wasn't effective anymore. Or I didn't like the way I just got an email the other day from somebody who's at a company who I thought was doing really well. And she goes, I don't like the way the direction they're going. That's a, that's a long buildup. You know, had they addressed that sooner, they wouldn't have had that issue. Mm-hmm. So, yeah. Agreed. And tying that back into product teams, because, Hey, that's what we're talking <laughs> yeah, about. Here. <laughs> well done. But you know, honestly, you know, between product teams and craft teams, um, something that's really important uh, around those types of things that maybe, uh, challenges or big things that come up in a client project when you have that product team around you who's who's so collaborative and so uh, just on the same page on what's going on there are uh, other people who understand that mm-hmm. um, you can talk to that you can brainstorm with and uh, suggest better ways or well, what can we do to solve this and like specifically when it comes to development um, putting more than one developer on a project is yeah. just so important um, there's uh, better communication happening between them. There's more um, context between the two that they understand mm-hmm. the project, but uh, they can relate to each other on these challenging things that may be happening together and, and totally. figure out ways to work through it together. Mm-hmm. So it's really important. That's good. Yeah, that, that really is. Thanks for being here. <laughs> that was really good. Yeah, thanks yeah. for having me, guys. Yeah. <laughs> um, <laughs> 10 like, feet away. <laughs> one, one last question. Um, what's something you're just like really excited about right now? Um. It could be different. I mean, yeah, I mean, honestly, I, I'm gosh, this uh, the past week or two that we've spent going through these applications and uh, phone screens has gotten me really excited for the next round of the apprentice uh, that comes in. So, again, it's going to be a really tough decision, but no matter who we choose, it's going to be a great candidate. I think that's going to get it going to really fit in and grow and, and be a part of the team. So, yeah, I mean, that's a huge, huge thing. Um, this the things that we've been doing around distributed and remote uh, people yeah. obviously we're doing we have more people that are distributed and with that also comes more people that work remotely and just being really creative about the ways we communicate with each other and uh, stay connected new things happen every week and i'm like whoa that was a great idea i don't yeah, even like yeah. that's so phenomenal but it goes such yeah. a long way uh, we've already heard feedback from some distributed members who are like oh this little thing that you're doing uh, really helps me feel more connected to the team now. That's mm-hmm. um, so it's huge. Awesome. Well, thank you, sir. Appreciate all you do. Thanks, I like, guys. I like your beard. Lovely, Matt. Love you. I love you guys. <laughs> all right. I really enjoyed that conversation. So good. One Smart guy. Always love having conversations with Matt, the three of us. We have a good time. We do. But particularly today, what I really grabbed on, just in general, how employee development is so crucial to ensure that your team is thriving as individuals, but also performing well as a whole. And that's really how we get good work done. Yeah. And I'm really excited about our apprenticeship program. Yep. I think it's going to be 
I mean, it continues to, to pay off in yep. big dividends. So I'm and the beauty of it, it started as an experiment and now it's just a full fledged program that's going really well. And we've got a lot of publicity around it and we had a lot of applicants and we have a really good apprentice now. Yeah. And uh, yeah, we're just excited for that program. Man, good stuff happening here at Kramer. All right. Stay tuned for more. Thanks. Thanks for listening, and I hope you enjoyed today's episode. Please leave us a review on iTunes, and if you think about it, would you give us five stars? That helps us out a lot. This podcast is edited by Larissa McCarty, with help from our growth team, Gabby Brotherton, Nate Olson, and Alexa Houston. Check out our show notes at option5podcast.com. Crema is a digital product agency that crafts product teams that design, build, and ship innovation to the world's top scaling companies. We believe that creativity, technology, and people can change the future of business. Learn more about Crema at crema.us. I'm Dan. And I'm George. And you've been listening to Option 5 by Crema.